friends, it's Lana, and welcome to Help Your Happy, a podcast hosted by yours truly. In each episode, I'll be diving into those sweet and not-so-sweet lessons I've learned in hopes just one of you will benefit. My mission is to create an honest and open space where everyone feels welcome and a community that wants to become the best version of themselves. I believe everyone is deserving of a happy and fulfilling life. I'm just here to help you get there or help keep you on track. We wear our heart on our sleeves here, so no topic is off limits. So if you'd like to join me, let's get into it. Welcome back to Help Your Happy. Now listen, I thought that I was going to learn my lesson by not procrastinating last week, but that's just not the case. I don't learn lessons like that. I learn them after um, constantly failing and doing the same things over and over again until one day I'm like, wait, listen, I have messed up 20 times now. It's time to get yourself right. So this week, um, it is currently Tuesday at 6.05 p.m. And as you guys know, I release a new episode every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. So I'm kind of in a crunch. But here's the thing. I don't like to just randomly pull an episode out of nowhere. I like to kind of think about it, let it marinate, see if that's what feels good, see if the universe tells me that that's what needs to be talked about, and then I kind of go from there. So the last couple of weeks, what's happened is I feel like I don't know what to talk about up until the last possible minute. So there you go. Now you guys know why I'm a procrastinator. I don't like to just BS my way through things. I like to wait for signs and wait for the topic to come to me. So this one, I'm going to be talking about five things that nobody tells you when you meet the one. And this literally just came to me like 15 minutes ago and I randomly jotted down on my word notepad on my computer and I randomly wrote down five things that I feel are extremely important important that nobody tells you about when you meet the one. So here we go. Number one, true love looks different for everyone. It's not always that fairy tale beginning where you're head over heels for each other and the rest is history. No, I would hope that you guys are interested in one another, but for my story, I went to high school with Brett and we never spoke a single word to each other until about four years after I graduated. Now he's one year younger than me and in high school, the first time that I even knew anything of Brett Becker was my senior year. And there was this tragedy that happened in my school that he was involved in, and he was in my study hall. And that was the first time that I noticed him because, you know, everything happened. And that's just the day that I noticed him. And I can still remember what he was wearing. I still remember looking at him and seeing him for the first time. Of course, at that time, I had no idea that he would be any 
be of any significance to my life, but he is. And then he randomly messaged me, I guess, uh, like when we were talking, he messaged me on um, Facebook Messenger and like sent me like a meme of some type. I scrolled back up and noticed that we had other messages from when I was like nine or 10 years old. And it was so wild to me because I was like, what the heck? I had no idea that we had even talked before. And the conversation was just as cringy as you could possibly imagine a nine or 10 year old conversation. Um, I was definitely way more into him back then than he was me. And it was evident and kind of, like I said, just very cringeworthy. Anyways, moving on. But right after I met him, so, okay, rewind. He messaged me four years later. I posted a picture on Instagram and he messaged me and complimented me and came and drove three hours to Madison that weekend, which is where I was living at the time. And we went out for pizza and he stayed the night and it was a great weekend. But then, you know, everything was going great. And then I dropped the bomb on him that I was, you know, joining the military and that I was leaving for basic in two months. And everything was pretty much put on hold because he went to California for an internship and I had no way of communicating with him while being in basic training. So that is uh, number one, true love looks different for everyone. Number two, you're not going to truly love each other for a long time. Now, I had serious feelings for Brett very quickly and, you know, I really enjoyed our time together and I knew he was worth every second of the three-hour drives that we had to make to see each other because he was in college in Illinois and I was living in Wisconsin. Um, but even after we said I love you, there was a lot of things like looking back on it that show me that we didn't truly love each other yet. And I, I do think we had love for each other. Don't get me wrong. And I'm sure this is different for everyone. But until you really know one another and go through those hard times and those things that you kind of break each other's hearts and you just make it out stronger, there's no way to fully love one another. And I can wholeheartedly say right now that I would die for Brett and I know, sorry, that was my phone. Um, but I can wholeheartedly <laughs> say that I would die for Brett and I know that he would say the same thing for me right now without, bat without batting an eyelash. But I also know that that's something that took years to build between each other and there's a certain vulnerability that has to exist in the relationship for you to love fearlessly. So yeah, that's all I got to say about number two. Number three, it's going to be so effing hard. <laughs> if anyone says that love is easy, they probably don't love that person. And like I said in number one, love looks different for everyone. So I can't necessarily say that, but coming from my own perspective and things that I've learned... If your love is just easy breezy, you have had no problems, I would say that's like one in a million because that has not been my experience at all. Um, I'm an extremely independent person and I have thought about leaving this relationship so many times and people don't tell you when they talk about relationships and that happily ever after that that is completely normal. It's normal to question if you will continue to feel whole with somebody else. I always kind of had the idea that 
I would need to be by myself or just with my dog to truly feel my happiest. Um, I never wanted to feel like I was being held back. I never wanted to feel like someone was keeping me from doing things in my life that I had always wanted to do, like traveling or like being the best hairstylist that I can be. Or just being my spontaneous self. Like I'm the type of person that will find a plane ticket and have done this, by the way, will find a plane ticket for super cheap and then like fly out that day. And I've done that before. Brett actually did that with me and we went to Colorado and it was a total bust and (laughs) it ended up being, so it was a $62 flight. And here's a lesson that I learned. A $62 flight does not mean that it's a $62 trip. Okay. So we flew out and... Ended up only staying in, where were we? Not Milwaukee. Okay, so we flew out of Milwaukee and we ended up staying, or did we fly out of Madison? I think we flew out of Milwaukee and we ended up only staying in Colorado for like 12 hours. (laughs) Our flight was delayed. We were supposed to have a whole day there. And, or at least like the whole night and then like most of the next morning and fly out early afternoon. Anyways, our flight was delayed and we ended up only getting to stay in town for like 12 hours and eight of those we were sleeping because we were so exhausted from traveling so lesson learned if you're going to be spontaneous at least buy a plane ticket somewhere that you like actually have a full day to stay there um but anyways so yes I thought about leaving my relationship it's completely normal and it might be easier you know to some degree to live alone for the rest of your life but you would also have that like empty pit of like you're missing something and um although you wouldn't have to worry about prioritizing someone else's happiness and you know yada yada you could go wherever you want and meet new people and it all sounds great but I know that I crave companionship and aside from you know having my dog I think I'd get very lonely over some time um not having someone else that can relate to me, someone that can share conversation, share those life experiences, someone that you can build your life with. My relationship with Brett has always been long distance and I have talked with him about making an episode about long distance relationships. So I will do that at some point with him. It's just a matter of getting his busy self to slow down for one second to talk to me about long distance relationships, but that will be coming eventually since we have only ever been long distance. Um, a lot of time and money comes into that. And if you want your relationship to be healthy and you want it to, um, last, you have to be willing to put in everything. You have to be willing to put in all of your time, all of your money, and all of your effort if you want to keep that healthy connection with your partner. And you have to get really good at communicating and sharing your feelings, even if you'd rather just shut down and say nothing at all because you're hard-headed. That's how I am, and I've lost a lot of fights because of that. I, you know, you don't win when you say nothing. You just don't. And that's kind of the approach that I would take sometimes when I would you know, not agree with some things that Brett would say or do. And it's just, it's really hard being long distant. And that is something that I was not prepared for. Not that I thought that it was going to come easily, but no one really talks about it. You know, no one really talks about their relationship being that hard, but that is completely true that a relationship really is that hard and it's that much hard work. So don't be naive like me. If your relationship doesn't work out the first time, 
you guys break up. doesn't mean you guys won't get back together. It's just growing pains. There's always bumps in the road of a relationship that people don't talk about, and it's completely normal. Live your life, and like I stated in one of my last episodes, if it's meant to come back to you, it will, but it doesn't mean that it's going to be any easier. Relationships are just freaking hard. Number four, finances are going to be a massive deal when you meet the right person. And if someone had told me four years ago that my financial situation would impact my relationship someday, I probably would have talked myself out of those weekly trips to Goodwill or those random Amazon purchases that I didn't actually need. You work really hard for your money, so start saving it. When you meet the right person, you start talking about a life together, and I would imagine in those conversations you're talking about a big house or a wedding, and kids fall somewhere in the mix, maybe some traveling. That stuff is not cheap, and talking from experience, I've furnished multiple apartments in the past, and even just minimal decorations for a one-bedroom apartment runs around $1,000 when all is said and done, so I imagine... A three-bedroom house would be way more money, and kids are a whole different subject. Um, I've heard from friends that they will eat at your savings very quickly. Things you didn't even realize that you'd have to pay for as an adult are going to come up, and just trust me when I say that you need to save for the unexpected and save for your future plans and save a little for a rainy day when you think you need a new workout top so it doesn't put you in a financial situation. Number five, speaking of finances, your credit score. I am always willing to be an open book on here just because I know that there's somebody out there that's going to need to hear this and what I would give to have somebody like myself to share their story authentically with the world so that just someone can benefit because I would have benefited from hearing this advice. So two years ago, my credit score took a turn. It was absolutely terrible. I hadn't saved any money, mostly due to the fact that I worked for less than what my bills were and still had a $300 car payment on a Jeep that I thought that I needed and ended up not. And I ended up trading in my already paid off car, which is one of the dumbest decisions to this day. I should have driven that vehicle until it literally blew up. But you live and you learn. I had my car insurance, my phone bill, and a money spending problem working in retail. You always feel like you need new clothes and you always want to dress the part, especially being in management position. Um, And my credit score reflected my living situation in South Carolina and being in a relationship where I was financially responsible for everything. And one day I decided to go get a credit card and I had near perfect credit score and was approved for a $10,000 credit card. And no one ever taught me to stay below 25% of your allotment. No one ever taught me that the more you spend, the higher your monthly payments would be. And you would think that that would be a no-brainer and that everyone should know that, but that's just not the case. If no one ever talks about it, how are you supposed to know? And um, I used that credit card for everything when I was jobless. I lost my job, didn't lose it. I quit my job and then the job got filled and I ended up actually still staying in town and would then still need my job, didn't have it, whatever, talked about it in my previous episode. So In a way, that credit card kind of saved my life, and although it ruined my credit for years, 
because I allowed the account to go delinquent and couldn't catch up with my payments and maxed out the card. Um, I don't, I don't regret my decision to get it. Uh, it's been four years since I've had that card and I finally am five points away from excellent credit, which don't be fooled. That was thousands of dollars in debt that had been sent to collections, tons of sleepless nights of me wondering how I got myself into that situation. Just Take my word, do not spend money that you do not have. To this day, I refuse to get a credit card. I will not do it. And Brett has added me as an authorized user on his credit card, and that is the extent of it. I Venmo him after every single purchase that I make. And even after he allowed me to do that just to better my credit, I did not swipe the card to even activate it for months. And he was like, you need to use the card so that like it can actually start reflecting on your credit. And I was like, I'm scared. I'm so nervous. But I ended up doing that. We finally figured out a routine, got it under control. It's not as stressful as I thought that it would be because I don't ever really use it. And if I do, it's for something small or it's because I don't want to transfer money out of my savings into my checking before I get paid because I only keep a certain amount in my checking between paydays after transferring money into my savings after every paycheck and yada yada. So if you have poor credit, you cannot get approved for almost anything and no one tells you that. No apartment, no car, not even like trading in your car and Even when I went to join the military, they made me type up a 16-page memorandum of proof of all of my collection accounts and proof that I was paying everything on time, which I was, thank God for that, and proof that I'd never get myself in that situation again before I could join the National Guard. Your credit honestly should be treated like a lifeline. So those are my five things that I wish that someone had told me, you know, before you meet the one it's not always going to be that fairy tale beginning and even throughout the relationship like if you're expecting for that relationship to be sunshine and rainbows and something comes up and it's like oh wow you know this really sucks i need to break up with them no just hang in there if everything else checks out and that relationship is good for you mentally and it's good for you financially and this person is good to you and treats you how you should be treated Just know that there's going to be things that come up in your relationship that are not always easy, things that are not always easy to talk about, communicate with your significant other, but you will both get through it together because you're on the same team and know that you are working together and you're not working against each other and life will be that much sweeter. And in order to have a solid relationship, you have to get yourself right first. And like I said, it's not always going to be fun and a relationship takes a lot of hard work, but it's so worth it when you look at that person and you see how far that you guys have come. So that is all that I have for today. If you guys have any questions or have any episode recommendations, things that you want me to talk about, feel free to DM me on Instagram. My at is live, laugh, underscore Lana. It's spelled how it sound. And I will talk to you guys again next week. Hopefully I stay um, motivated this week and end up getting some more episodes created before next Tuesday at seven o'clock at night. So that's all I got. Let your sparkle shine.